Welcome back to Idiots One Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. And today is September. And it is the 9th of September. And it's about 3.37 p.m. And the weather outside is fair. It's a cool 80 degrees. The sun is shining. There, There's beer flowing. Can you, like, feel it in your boobs? Is oh. that how you can tell the weather? Uh, if it was raining and I was outside, I would be able to tell by my boobs because they get tangly when it's raining currently, sometimes about 30% of the time. Well, they're not tangly now, though. No. Because it's not raining. Well, because I'm not outside if it was raining. Uh, I got ESPN. You got ESPN? Yeah. I'm so glad that I you got, got like ESPN. I got like a fifth sense. A fifth, which is the ESPN? Yeah. Okay, that makes perfect sense to me. It checks out. So, Bailey... um, we're doing something a little bit different today. What are we doing? We're going back to our roots. Roots? Roots. I don't get the joke. You don't know what roots is? No. I feel like you're going to tell me, though. I am. We are We're going back to our roots and what we are... Roots is a 1977 miniseries. Based on the 1976 novel by Alex Haley called Roots, the Saga of an American Family, and it's set after the era of slavery. Yeah, that was not what I was referencing at all. I know. But thank you for that. Yes, sir, I'm here for you. Thank you for that tidbit of information. Yes, sir, I'm here for you. No, I'm saying that we're going back to our Roots, not the miniseries novel thing. thing, whatever it was. We're going back to the way that we used to do things. We're going to do a movie review for you guys today. Don't worry, guys, this isn't permanent. (laughs) for those of you that don't like listening to our movie reviews no this wouldn't be permanent but for those of you that do like listening to our movie reviews we'll throw one of these in every now and then yeah because it's good to do this and it's fun i mean almost as fun as this movie uh we'll get to that in a second bailey what movie are we talking about today we're talking about the 2004 classic that was written by tina fey and Rosalind Wiseman and directed by Mark Walters. Mean and it starts I was going to I was going to list some more people so that people who hadn't caught it yet might have the opportunity. I was going to talk about Lindsay Lohan being in it and Rachel McAdams and You you said Tina Fey. You said 2004 and Tina Fey. Yeah, no, so that should have been an instant giveaway, but yeah. some people don't know who Tina Fey is, but everyone knows who Lindsay Lohan is. And everybody knows who Rachel McAdams is. I didn't. I no. Okay, everybody I mean. but you. Apparently, she's been in a lot of stuff that I haven't seen, like The Vow and The Notebook. And again, how have you not seen The Notebook? The Time Traveler's Wife is that the other one you said? Yeah, she's in that one. Yeah, I haven't seen any. I don't watch rom coms, bro. You literally watched with me Evil Dead Four, and she's in that. She is. Yeah, she's in Evil Dead Four. You mean Multiverse of Madness? Yeah, Evil Dead Four. So listen, dog. If someone's in a movie and they aren't a big role or they aren't someone I already recognize, they aren't someone I remember. What do you mean she wasn't a big role? Wasn't she just like Doctor Strange's wife? Didn't she die? No, she doesn't die. And then there was the the part of her in the alternate universe where she was like a scientist help. She, okay, no, it doesn't matter. No memory. Obviously, Rachel McAdams did not strike your fancy. No, I mean she's cool. She's just, you know, I don't I didn't remember. I haven't seen a lot of her other films. It's nothing wrong with her. She seems great. Yeah, so we're talking Regina, about 
No, she's great as Regina. Well, Regina's a bitch, so. Whoa. She's a slut? I don't know if you could say that. I can say that. Oh, because you're quoting the movie. Cause, yeah, because it was in the burn book. <laughs> she's a fugly slut. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I love this movie. It's so silly. But it, it's it's gr- it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> like this episode is going to be. So there who were, are the who are the people in it besides Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams? We've got Jonathan Bennett as Aaron. We've got Lacey Chabert. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm I don't sorry, know but she was Gretchen. And then we've got Amanda Safe Saferide. Seafried? Yeah. 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 Amanda Saferide. <laughs> Amanda Seyfried as Karen. No, it's Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. And oh. if you don't know who Amanda Seyfried is, she you might recognize her from Mamma Mia. Nope. Haven't seen it. Yeah. And Lacey Chobert. Yeah. I think it's a, I don't know. However, I'm going to say Chobert. You might recognize her from Lifetime. <laughs> she or, was a I'm Hallmark. Sorry, Hallmark. Yeah, she's the quote-unquote queen of Hallmark, but she was also the voice of Meg Griffin before Mila Kunis. See, I thought Mila had been doing it the whole time, so that was news to me. Um, I want to say it's like the first two seasons it was different. Hold on, I'm going to look it up just to make sure. You keep listing off the cool people. No, those are the people I listed off. There's Tina Fey's in it. She plays the teacher. But I didn't write anyone else down because... No one else really mattered. Uh, it's not that they didn't matter. It's the only other person that I definitely recognized was Lindsay Lohan's dad. Oh, I didn't recognize him. He was in a... He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, season two. Okay. So, yeah, if you watch the very, very first season, it's Lacey Chopper. And then season two onward is Meg Griffin. Yeah, so her dad was played by Neil Flynn. And he was in Scrubs as uh, the janitor, the custodian. Don't have any recollection of that. You didn't watch Scrubs? No, I've seen Scrubs. You don't remember him? No. He was like a really big part. I just remember the main people. He was one of the main people in Scrubs. No, I mean, like, the doctors and nurses, like, the main people, not the janitor. <laughs> what a prick. But, yeah, that's where I recognize him from. Okay. If I went back and watched Scrubs, I could probably recognize him. You would immediately recognize him within the first, like, ten minutes of the first episode. You'd be like, oh, that's Katie's dad from Mean Girls. You mean Caddy? Yeah. Yeah. With a D? With a D. Caddy? Katie? Yeah. Same yeah. thing. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to call her Caddy throughout the whole thing because I think it's funny. She doesn't like it when you call her that. Yeah, well, you know what else she doesn't like? Regina? The plastics. <laughs> Until she becomes one. But yeah, if you haven't seen this film, I'm going to give it a rating on a scale from one to five like we used to. Okay. Do you do you have your rating? I do. Okay. I'm going to give it a 4.5 because I think that this is a film that if you are a... If you're a girl in high school, it relates to you a lot. And if you're an adult, it still relates to you a lot. Especially if you remember how girls acted in high school. Well, anybody in high school. I think that it's more about empowering women than anything. 
but at the same time I think that a dude could watch this and be like oh I get that because the difference between the way that men and women solve their problems is men just beat the shit out of each other women start rumors and gossip I've met men who do that too yeah but for the most part men just beat the fuck out of each other right like you got a problem with me I got a problem with you I'm just gonna we're gonna outside. throw hands yeah we're gonna throw hands you wanna step outside whereas women play it smart and strategically and they destroy you emotionally men destroy you physically yeah they uh they reach out to people who have power in your lives and tell them shit that they don't need to know so that it fucks your shit up yeah like the planned parenthood results yeah so that way you won't be dating anybody yeah exactly that's so cold-blooded everything that she does in this movie is so cold-blooded but we will we will get into that one so what do you give it um this is a pretty easy four for me. Okay. Why the four? So I can't give it above a four because I don't generally like movies like this. Mm-hmm. Because I because this is this feels like a teenager movie. Like this reminds me of like not another teen movie if not another teen movie wasn't a parody. Well, but, uh, th- but this is satire. Right. I I, I get that. But it still feels like like it was written for like younger people than me. And it feels like it's got there's a romance is a big part of this movie. Like the whole Lindsay Lohan's whole reason for doing what she does is partially because her her new friends suggest it, but it's mostly because she wants to bang Aaron. You Aaron know what I Samuels. mean? Yeah. Yeah. That is the main reason she does it. So this is a rom-com. Like, it could be a satirical rom-com, but it's still a rom-com, and I think rom-coms suck. The only reason that this scores as high as it does is because it's really, really, really funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yes. Do you have, like, a favorite quote? Because I have have my favorite quote. I don't immediately have a favorite quote. But there are a lot of really good ones. Mm-hmm. Because mine is, Danny DeVito, I love your work. That's an obscure one. It, But it's every time I laugh so hard when he does that, when he runs towards her trying to hug her while saying it. I just, it, every time. I was watching this. I was actually at the gym watching this. And I had to stop myself from laughing so hard because there were other people in there. And I'm like, I can't do that. But, I mean, there were plenty of times where I just, like, had to hold in my laughter because it was going to come out. Because the movie's movie's really funny. So, within the first minute and a half of this movie, it got two audible laughs out of me. And it was uh, talking... It was when she was talking about the difference between homeschool kids and normal kids. (laughs) And she said the reasoning for people being homeschooled and I don't remember what the initial reason is, but the spelling bee, I thought that was really funny. The spelling bee was funny. And then she says the other reason is religion. And then it's got like those five kids that all have like goofy expressions, intentionally goofy. I'm not saying they were goofy looking kids. No, all children were. are goofy looking. But they had goofy ass expressions and then they were saying ignorant shit. Do you have the quote? I don't have the quote. I wish I had wrote the quote down other than... Uh, I have what I have written down is religious homeschool kids goofy hilarious. 
so the the quote is, um, and on the seventh day, God created the Remington bolt action rifle. Yes, sir. So we could kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, that fucking got me, bro. Amen. <laughs> Those goofy little bastards, dude. I fucking love it. Dude, I do too. Like the first five minutes of this movie is just great. Another thing I really like is all of the scenes where uh, Lindsay Lohan is comparing them to fucking jungle animals, like the kids, and it shows them like, ho, ho, and like scratching their like armpits and like fighting each other and acting like ravaged dog or uh, rabid animals. I'm just like, fuck, that's fucking hilarious every time. And then when it actually happens, I'm just like, aw, yeah. Oh yeah, but no. Um, I think my favorite quote is probably "I've got five senses." One of them's ESPN, or however exactly she says it. But that shit's fucking gold. Which, if you didn't catch, that was our intro. Yeah, yeah. You just want to get into the spoilers. I mean, this movie's been like this. I I find it very hard to spoil this movie. Everyone has seen this. Literally, everybody has seen this movie. There are so many pop culture references. Even if you haven't seen this movie, you've you seen know enough, about the movie. Yeah, you've seen enough parts of it to know what the movie is. If you've ever worn pink on Wednesdays, because that's when we wear pink. If you've ever gone, what day is it? It's October third. You've seen this movie. If you've ever said, get in, loser, we're going shopping. You've probably seen this movie. You know, so I'm really impressed with Taylor right now. And you guys can't see what I'm seeing. He is quoting this movie and he isn't looking anything up. He doesn't have his phone out with like notes pulled up. He doesn't have a notebook with like quotes written down. This motherfucker loves this movie so much that he knows these quotes. Yeah, the plastics. We should shame him. Don't, no, this movie's great. I love this movie. It's fun. It's a really fun movie. I still, to this day, wear a pink shirt on Wednesdays, and nobody understands it. They do. They just don't know they do. That's fair. Because, yeah, I have a um, button-up pink salmon shirt, and I will wear that literally every Wednesday. Are you sure it's not pronounced salmon? Salmonella? No. I don't know. I've been eating these weird, like, Swedish bars. They're supposed to help me lose weight. They're like 3,000 calories a piece. Um, it's 5,000. Oh, fuck. My bad. I'm, well, she was eating a 5,000-calorie diet. Yeah, but that was, like, how much the bar was. Because he says that... The coach makes us eat them to gain weight. To go to move up a weight class. Yeah. It was, like, 5,000 calories. And then she's like... Oh. Speaking of which, my, my least favorite part of this whole movie is when she screams... So it's immediately after that when they're going home and she starts screaming in the middle of the road and then kicks in the door and is still screaming, screaming. the whole way up. Yeah. That is that is my least favorite part of this movie just because she screams and it just it annoys me. I fast forward every time. Least favorite part. <laughs> I know your favorite part. What's my favorite part? Your favorite part is the ending when the girls get hit by the bus. Oh, yes. Because you laugh every time. Fucking hysterically. It's impossible not to. And that's how Regina George died. Just kidding. So I, it's not as funny when she gets hit by the bus because Lindsay did push her? No, she didn't. Okay. She didn't. She literally did not push her. Mm. She okay. guided her in that direction and then tried to warn her because it foreshadows... 
It foreshadows the she, movie. Foreshadows. She pushes her. She doesn't push her. I'm in the half that don't think she did anything. I know she did. Okay, whatever you want to say. But but yeah, at the very very end of the movie, like the final joke is the new uh, series of plastics, the new model, the juniors. I think they're freshmen. Are they freshmen? I think so. Okay, but good. the new models yeah. of fresh or the new models of uh, new models of freshmen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the new models of plastics arrive and they immediately get hit by a bus. And it kills me every time. It's oh, so yeah. fucking funny. Because she does the same thing with... Just kidding. Yeah. Every time. I wish she wasn't, though. Like, can you imagine? If Regina had have died? If they had all died. If Regina died and then the next set... Like, that's some Final Destination shit, bro. I don't remember which one, but there is a bus death. And I'm wondering if that's because of this movie. I'm oh. pretty sure Final Destination came out before this. The yeah, first Final Destination came out in like 2000. Yeah, but which one though? What do you mean? Which one? Which one is it in? Was it in the first one? I'm pretty sure at the end of the first one is the bus death. Okay. So yeah, they probably got this from from Final Destination. I almost said Final Fantasy. But no, this movie's this movie's great. I think the acting in it is awesome. I don't really think there's a bad actor in this movie. No, everyone did a really good job. Everyone played their part super well. Like we'll talk about Gretchen being able to go back and forth. Honestly, Caddy, her whole starts out as this innocent girl from Africa being homeschooled and ignorant of everything to becoming the thing that she absolutely despised. And then I think that Regina George does amazing like and yeah i'm not calling them by their actual names i know that they are people and they are actors but i'm gonna call them by their character names because that's something that a lot of podcasts don't do that's what we do stand out i mean i've been calling Lindsay lohan Lindsay lohan the whole time yeah i'm gonna call her caddy we're not talking about caddy shack so i did some google confirmation and it is the first final destination where at the end that lady gets hit by the bus so that must be um, it must be a parody or slash satire of that. It has to be. Oh. I mean, it doesn't have to be because a lot of people have been hit by buses in the, you know, coincidence. I think eight not. years that buses have been busted. <laughs> <laughs> that that's fair. And uh, to go back to your comment about the animal acting, like all when all the kids were acting like animals. Oh yeah yeah yeah. At the mall, yeah, the yeah. watering hole. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's so fucking funny because it's silly. Yeah, like one kid's going up there on all fours like he's a fucking lion or a cheetah or something and then starts licking the water up. And then you have the girls. It's called lapping. Lapping, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Lapping the water up. And then you have the girls that are over there trying to figure out what's going on, looking like monkeys that are picking ticks off each other. Like it's so funny. <sighs> the the movie's a good time. Uh, it, it, and it's little things like that that I think make this movie so good, because it's got a lot of really good jokes, but it also has some really good meaning behind it. I think the most impactful scene is after the burn book has been released by Regina, and they're all in the auditorium gymnasium. 
and Tina Fey is going through her thing where she's talking about, okay, close your eyes. How many of you have ever, you know, talked bad about somebody? And they all raise their hand and she goes, now open them. And they all look around and it's like, oh shit. We're all pieces of shit. We're all guilty of this. I think that that's probably the most impactful. Well, I agree. But I think they should do shit like that in real life too. No, I agree. The way that they handled that situation should have been, should be how everybody handles situations like that. Yeah. How all schools handle uh, rumors and stuff if they start getting to the point where it's like, legitimately affecting people like i think that's a very appropriate adult way to handle stuff yeah 100 percent. like let's talk about it we all do it yeah. we all talk bad about each other so let's just say it let's get our peace out and then when we talk bad about each other why don't we say good things do an apology do an apology tour i, I will say one of the funniest moments is when <laughs> It's when Gretchen Wieners gets up there to do her ap- apology, and she's basically saying, I'm sorry for being popular and hot and everybody not liking me. And then when she turns around to do the trust fall, everybody but Judy moves to the side, or Karen, not Judy, uh, moves to the side. Yeah. And then she just right into her. I laughed really hard at that one. Also, <laughs> she doesn't even go here. So, I thought that was Drew Barrymore. You thought that was Drew Barrymore? It's not. I looked it up. And, but yeah, I thought that was like current day Drew Barrymore. And I was like, that's really weird. I was like, I don't remember her looking like that in 2004. And then I Googled it and the girl who it actually is, Mm -hmm. is the lady that was in, I think, The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. I have not seen that. It's it's pretty decent. The whole haunting series on Netflix is pretty good. But after I pulled up a current picture of her from that, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But I was like, I was like, there's no way Drew Barrymore was in this, and I've seen this as many times as I have, and I'm just now noticing. There's no way that's Drew Barrymore. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not. I was wrong. I was misseeing. I had missight. What? I had missight. My sight was missing. I was missighting. I don't think that's a word. No, it's two words. Miss sight. Okay. My sight missed. I Okay, I don't know how to... All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm wearing sweatpants today. Is it? Oh, no, it's the weekend. I can get away with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't go with you when you bought them to approve of them. Hey, look... Your sweatpants. Friends, your friends have to approve your clothes. Well, sweatpants are the only things that fit me now. Well, it's because you've been eating those three thousand, five thousand calorie Swedish candy bars, bro. They're supposed to help me. I'm on an all carb diet. I'm trying to lose three pounds. Imagine. <laughs> but that shit happens. Like that. But that's the thing. Like it's making fun of it, being satirical about it. But like, there. Yeah. That happens. Uh, I mean, and it's a problem. Like. None of the main girls were overweight at all. No. And the fact that they, I recognize it's satire and it's supposed to be like, oh, you don't need to worry about your weight. I recognize that. But my fear, (laughs) my fear with movies like this is the same fear I have with South Park. 
and other really good forms of satire is some people are stupid. Yes. And this movie, because of the way it um, appears, I think you could show it to like teenagers and stuff like young teenagers, like 13, 14, or even younger, probably. I don't know what it's rated. Probably rated uh, R, right? What? No, it's PG-13. PG-13. So, yeah. So, I could see it being appropriate for some 13-year-olds and some, like, people that age and some people even a little bit younger. But a lot of people, I don't think, should watch it when they're that young because if you don't understand what satire is, you might actually, like think they're valid criticisms of themselves like the scene when they're all standing in the mirror okay i was i was gonna bring that up i'm glad you did yeah and they're like oh my hips stick out too much or i've got man shoulders like can't wear a tank top anymore because of my man shoulders my hairline is so messed up and then you know katie says the best thing which is i never realized how Oh, how does she say it? I've never realized how imperfect people can be because I thought that it was just skinny and fat yeah. were the only issues. But now you got them talking about my hairline, my pores, my shoulders. And then her thing is I wake up in the morning and my breath stinks. Yeah. And they're like, ew, gross. Ew, gross. But I think that stuff like that could be damaging to younger people watching if they aren't watching it with an adult who is ensuring they understand what satire is. No, I, I completely agree. And I think that there is an age range that you should show this to. I think that it still holds up to this day. Oh, 100%. If not, things have probably gotten worse. Things have definitely gotten worse because you can have public burn books on the internet. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You do have public, public burn books. anonymous burn books on the internet. Have like, you ever been to Twitter? I mean, the whole reason I downloaded my Twitter or the whole reason I made my Twitter account in 2011, 2012, when I was still in high school was because I found out that girls I went to school with were having their nudes leaked on Twitter. And I was like, on Twitter? I was like, I'm going to get a Twitter account. I was in high school, so it's not weird. So Twitter was the... The news, Twitter's a burn book. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter. The reason I downloaded Twitter was because, as a stupid high schooler, I thought it would be funny to see shit that people didn't want everyone to see, but they were silly enough to send it to someone who would post it online. Which is just the high school mentality. Yeah, like high schoolers are dumb. Yeah, and this movie does point that out. With you know, we're senior. Like at the end of the movie, we're seniors. Everything that happened last year, nothing matters anymore. So we're trying to keep the peace, and if uh, some freshmen come in and try to mess that up, they get hit by a bus. Yeah. But that's pretty much how things are now. uh, Everybody comes in, and instead of making things better, like the class before them, instead of making it better, they just kind of like feed into it, you know? Am I making sense with that? I, I don't. Okay, so, so I'm not understanding what you're saying, but that could just be me being dumb. Okay, so they learn from their mistakes in this movie, right? Yes. And when someone new comes in, they squash it immediately. Oh, the, so they, they're breaking the cycle. Yeah, okay, that's a <laughs> poor phrasing. 
Yeah, they're breaking the cycle. Whereas today in school, I don't believe that the cycle is ever broken. I think the cycle just gets worse. You find new ways to do things. See, I don't know. Because I feel like by the time I was a senior in high school, the shit that bothered me a lot when I first got to high school didn't appear to be happening anymore. But did you teach the younger generation, though? I, I mean, I didn't teach anybody anything. Yeah, because that's the problem, because the seniors don't <laughs> want to teach the freshmen. High school wouldn't be that bad of a place if, like, seniors took freshmen under their wing and started being like, all right, here's how you do shit. I've been through this. I understand. Let me help you. Because you can, you can create a cycle where the class or the seniors take in the freshmen so that way when they're sophomores and juniors, the shit like that doesn't happen. You don't get plastics. I think that it could be done, but I know it won't because kids are stupid. Yeah. People are stupid. People are stupid. We're stupid. We are. We're idiots. Too. Speaking of that, this movie uses the word retarded way more than I remember. Yeah, it's um a very clear sign of the times because I want to say I was 30 or 45 minutes into it and I'd already heard it like three or four times. If not more. And I, well, three or four times that I registered for sure. Yeah. And I was like, man, I was like, that's, that's excessive. That is way, okay. But it was 2004. Yeah, which we were, we were flinging that word around well into the late 2000s. Probably even the, early 2010s. Yeah. Like that, we were, yeah. Yeah, just flinging it. Because that was, yeah, we kept that one alive probably a lot longer than it should have been. But we another. Didn't we didn't know. We didn't, we didn't know. Another sign of the times is when Regina is talking, when they're having the technically not a four-way call that three-way you're talking about that three-way no, oh no. yeah i'm talking i'm talking about the four-way where oh, they're yeah. all on hold and bouncing back and forth saying don't go out tonight and then i'm sick <laughs> oh you're such a whore <laughs> click <gasps> if you pay attention in the background of one of regina's shots her little sister is watching. Oh, and they flash. She's yeah. watching Spring Break, and then she flashes. Yeah, I did yeah. catch that, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's a, but that's that is literally what happens, and people will look at that and be like, "There's no way that aired on television." They did. Oh yeah. No, I uh, I literally verbalized very audibly when I saw that. What the fuck? Yeah, I did too. I was like, "The fuck is that?" I went back and rewound it just to make sure that I saw what I did see. I was like, there's no way. Yeah, but that's the problem. Because well, when shit like that is on television and you get little kids, and I think like back to your point of what you said where there's like, you, you shouldn't watch this movie if you're younger. If you it's because of stuff an, like that. If you don't have an adult explain to you what's happening. But see, I yeah. think that that is like a hidden joke, and that mm -hmm. made me laugh. Like I was like, what the fuck? But I was also like, huh. No, I did too, because it's smart. It's like one of those really brilliant Easter eggs that's hidden in the background, and if you're not paying attention to it, you won't see it, because you're focused on you know the four corners going through the square, going back and forth, and then that shit's happening, and you're like, okay. You mean their Zoom call? There, there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, their Zoom call. <laughs> Put you on hold. Oh, my God. She is such a bitch. Who's such a bitch? 
Who is this? This is Gretchen. Gretchen. Oh. One second. Click. Oh, oh my, my god. god. She's such the worst. She's so bad. She's the worst. I know, right? That was so funny. I love it. Like, you know, you know that that's what she's going over to tell her now. She yeah. thought she clicked over, so why are you like... Why are you surprised by it? You you were in a click of people that talk mad shit and are so uncomfortable with themselves that they have to tear everybody else down. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so you just reminded me of the scene. So when at the beginning when Regina compliments... Uh, Katie's bracelet. I like your bracelet. Thanks. My mom made it. And then later, Regina compliments. I don't remember uh, what it was. The second. I think compliment. it's her necklace. It's either like her necklace or her dress. I remember the scene. Yeah, and then she was like, the second she walked away, she was like, "That's the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen." And it makes Katie flashback to when she commented yeah. on her bracelet. Yeah, that's the second she realized that was happening. She was like, oh, okay. Pimp-based, wow. Well, no, because she realized she realized before that, because that was when they had started planning the destruction. Right, no, no, I'm not saying she. that's when she realized that Regina was like a piece of shit, but that's when she realized that even her compliments are fake. Yeah, everything about Regina is fake. Yeah. The only time that we see, the only time that Regina actually has any um, redeemable qualities is at the end. It's called Real Gina. Real Gina? Yeah. Because instead of... Oh, because her name's... Re- oh, okay. I see what yeah. you're saying. So at the end when she starts growing her true color, she becomes real Gina? <laughs> <laughs> that was a I'm dumb joke. Stupid. Yeah, I know. I know. No. Just, no. When she's playing the cruise? She's... Li- stop. <laughs> it, is it? Is it not La Cruz? It's a lacrosse. Cruz? Lacrosse, cross applesauce. Shut the fuck up. <sighs> I, I do like the uh, when when Katie's doing the voiceover for it and saying that Regina's therapist told her to join sports to channel her aggression, and she says that all of the jock girls were not scared of her, so it was perfect because she scores the winning goal or whatever. I don't know shit about lacrosse. That's too rich for me. Lacrosse, lacrosse, lacrosse. And when she does that, they all tackle her. And basically, you know, she's at dog the bottom pile. of the pile. Yeah, no, she's at the bottom of the dog pile. I thought that was good. Seeing what they did afterwards was super interesting to me. Yeah, I'm glad that they had that in there because <clears throat> I feel like they could have very easily just cut it with Regina getting hit by the bus and the burn book being exposed and you know, uh, Katie being like, oh, yeah, I did it. Like, I think they could have easily ended it there. Yeah. but They could have easily ended it with that. But they didn't. They added, like, a wee little epilogue, and I think that was a wise decision. I think it made it a better, more impactful movie. No, I think so, too. I think adding that on there <clears throat> was probably the best idea. Not to say that there's really any bad ideas with this movie, because... There's there's not. The message is very clear. Oh, I do like something that is said in there. And it is stop trying. Like, boys will like you even if you're smart, right? Like, stop trying to dumb yourself down. And it becomes very, very apparent when Katie is drunk 
talking to Aaron saying, I have a confession to make. I'm not actually bad at math. I'm really, really good at math. I just wanted to do that so I could talk to you. And he's like, that's stupid. Why didn't you just talk to me? Well, you were dating Regina. Oh. And then she, you know, oh, I got that feeling again. Here it comes. Oh, I'm going to puke. Real puke. Speaking of which, there wasn't a drop that got on him. Was there not? So if you watch it. I watched it. She basically pukes on his shoes from the ankle because you don't actually see anything. But from the ankle, she would basically have puked on his shoes. And when he's walking out of the house, he does this like it's on his torso. Yeah. And I'm like, Dude. we all saw it not get on your torso, bro. Yeah. There's, if you had have shook your leg or something, that would have been more believable. But the way that you did it was like she covered your torso and your hands and you're trying to be like, ew. Well, you got to be careful walking, shaking your leg like that because some people might think you're trying to release a sneaky shit. Oh, I was going to say your balls are sticking to your legs and you're trying to. Uh, I mean, I walk bow-legged because of that. Yeah. I'm just like, howdy, partner, I'm a cowboy. We're exposing men's secrets. So for all of our female audience, anybody that's listening to this, women out there that don't understand why guys do the weird leg shake every now and then, it's because their balls are stuck to their leg. That's why. You're welcome. I'm I'm really lucky because I've got pretty large balls, small penis, large balls. So I don't have to worry about them sticking to my leg very often. I just tuck them in my asshole. That is the weirdest shit you've ever said. I thought it'd be funny. You laughed a little, so it worked. Oh, more of a, like a pity laugh. Oh, but that's okay. Oh, <laughs> that's what friends are for, right? I guess you're gonna wait until I leave and then call people and talk about how fucking stupid my jokes are. I would never do that because they would put you on a three-way call. I know how it works now, okay? I've seen Mean Girls. I've seen Mean Girls. Okay, there's the girl laws instead of the animal laws. Because animal laws means that I just rip your fucking throat out and attack you. But this is the animal kingdom. Women are strategic, smart, slow-burning. When they're vengeful. What's that old saying? Hell hath no fury like a woman scorn. I mean, I've heard that. I think that applies to this movie. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I guess calling someone's parents, telling them that you have STDs and shit's kind of fucked up. Oh, she didn't even do that. She made it, yeah, but she left it open that it could either be this bitch is pregnant or this bitch is infested with STDs, bruh. And that's what's worse. Also, when her mom passes out after hearing that, that was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is so-and-so calling from Planned Parenthood to talk about her test results. Have her call me back. It's urgent. Boom. (laughs) And I really liked that they showed the girl getting the phone call from her mom, like, not even five seconds later. Being like, oh, she recovered fast. So fucking funny. There's there's so many good things, um, like when he comes out and <laughs> when he comes out and says, uh, "Is this for your face?" She goes, "No, it's for your feet." It smells like peppermint. It smells like peppermint. You, oh, your face it smells like peppermint. All we have done in a month is made Regina George's face smell like peppermint. So I can quote the fuck out of this movie. Wow. <laughs> When she starts getting acne and stuff, it's so fucking funny. Oh, yeah. Because, 
when when Regina comes to the table and sweats, which I know you already uh, did the quote for it, but they're just like, oh, you can't sit here. Why? Because you're wearing sweats. Those are the rules. The rules don't exist. They existed when I was whatever. We're the best. Yeah. Are you serious right now? And then she like turns and looks at everybody. And, and even Katie's like, like... The fuck? Turning her head like, no, I'm not going to get into that one. So fucking funny, dude. So fucking funny. Like, all right. And then I will... I mean, when she gets up and she runs into the the woman, the girl. Can you, is it a woman or a girl? I think. I don't know. I think it'd be girl because she's not like an adult yet. I think if it's an adult, you call him. Like it's a boy until you become a man, which, right? I mean, terminology. I which, still refer to you as my boy. Yeah. Well, you're you're that I'm not going to say that it's a different time now we can't say that if I was in Mean Girls in 2004 we would say the R word but we're not going to do that what R word I'm not going to say it you already said it in this episode and I said I, it last episode yeah because I quoted it I didn't quote anything last episode mm. I'm just a piece of shit that's okay we forgive you because much like Regina George and Katie Harrington yeah something like that I think, last like, Harrington. I think she's related to that guy from Stranger Things with the hair there's a lot of guys in Stranger Things with hair. Oh, anyway, back the to the hair. The, no. You don't know who I'm talking about? Anyway, when she runs into the girl <laughs> and she goes, watch it, fat ass. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. It does, this movie does have like a good moral No, it really story. does. Like, it really be yourself. Does. The fucking whole speech that Katie, Lindsay Lohan, Gives at the end when she wins uh, Spring Fling. Spring, spring Fling Queen. Yeah, Spring Fling Clean. Spring Fling Queen. Spring. She's not cleaning. Fling. Queen. Queen. Yeah. It's hard. I. That's what I tried to say. I didn't mean to say Spring Fling Cling. You're not even saying the correct word now. You said clean and then cling. Like, I don't. Yeah, cling clang. Spring Fling Queen. Queen. Dude, that shit's actually kind of fucking hard to spring, say. Spring Fling Queen. Spring fling queen. Say it three times fast. Spring fling queen. Spring fling queen. Spring fling queen. No. <laughs> you could hear yourself. You heard it. You fucked that On the second up. one, yes. Because spring fling queen. Spring fling queen. Spring fling queen. Faster. Spring fling queen. <laughs> <laughs> We're so fucking stupid. We are. But uh, no, that whole speech is just beautiful. And... When when she looks at it and says, "Why is everybody so obsessed over a piece of plastic?" And they're it, all plastics. Yeah, they're all plastics. Uh-huh. Like that's she's like, it's just plastic, and then breaks it, and everybody gasps. And then she's like, "You get a piece, and you get a piece, and you get a piece." It's like fucking Oprah. <laughs> that's literally where I was going with that. But it was a good message, though. No, wholeheartedly agree. And the the I I feel like there's metaphor there. Between her calling it a piece of plastic and their groups being the plastics. Yeah. Because the plastics broke up after that. And now we're all plastic. Yeah, we're not all plastic. Well, there yeah, are no plastics. Because she gets the plastic to everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, and it's so interesting to see the way that she receives it versus the way the king receives it. I don't remember his name because he was a minor character. But he gets like... it Was, like, was it Sean or something? Might have been Sean. He gets real excited. It was wasn't it the dude that Regina was banging above the projector room? 
Oh, yeah, it was Sean. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. I don't definitively know, but I'm pretty confident it's the same dude. Oh, speaking of which, it was real, real uncomfortable when they walked into the projector room and it was the coach and one of the Asian students. I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny when they're having, when the burn book came burn out and book they were came fighting in. and he yelling goes, at each other and step away from the, the miners <laughs> with a baseball bat and he like turns and runs. <laughs> yeah, that shit was fucking funny. Don't worry, I got these two to stop fighting while separating them. It's the two that he was hooking up with that are fighting because of him. Because he was hooking up with both of them. Yeah. That's my man. That's my coach and my man. Dude, they said some funny shit. And then when Tina Fey goes, what are they saying? Like, that was that was really funny. Yeah. Even though I know she wrote that. Oh, yeah. I didn't leave Southside for this shit. Smashes the fire alarm. Sprinklers come out. Everybody's freaking out. See, wouldn't the police have come? Yeah. Or the fire? Because... It's 2004. Nobody cared. Okay, that's fair. In today's world, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he could have done that now because I think it would have caused, like... The police, fire department. Well, no, I think the media company wouldn't have allowed them to have that in the film because they would be like... You're having this for teenagers. It's rated for teenagers. You can't have the fire alarm being pulled when there's not a fire because that's some shit children will do. The media wouldn't allow a lot of the stuff in this movie to fly. Yeah. But again, different times, right? I mean, it's only been 19 years. Ugh. Why'd you want to go, ugh? We're old, Taylor. I remember yeah. when this movie fucking came out. I do, too. I remember watching it as a kid. I remember watching it as a teenager, and I remember watching it as an adult. Me, too. But it's it's it bothered me when I said 19 years because I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting old. It reminded me of how old I am. Dude, we're almost 30. I'm going to die soon. No. no. My have, life's almost over. You have like 50 years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, we're getting old, but that's okay. I love, I'd, so, you never got back to your least favorite part of the movie. I don't know. You don't really? Yeah, I've been trying to think about it, but it's hard for me to say. I would say there's probably a time in the middle. Like okay. some, I would imagine that the, my least favorite part is some period during the middle of the movie. Because I think the beginning is really good, and I think the end's really good, but there are some spots in the middle that I can't tell you exactly the order that things happen. I mean, that's fair because because technically kinda... the middle is the best but worst part because it shows the transformation of Katie becoming the thing that she was mocking in the beginning. So yes, so when Katie, f- when you first realize that she's becoming a uh, real plastic. She's becoming Regina George 2.0. Yeah. I'm just like, oh. Oh, okay, okay, wait, wait. I have a second favorite part. Okay. So you remember when Gretchen is finds out that Regina has betrayed her? Yes. And she's talking about Caesar. Oh, yeah, I love that. That is so clever. No, it's it's 100% 
like probably one of the most clever things that's in that movie and i think that that just speaks volumes to the writing of the film yeah that i it's not my favorite but it's really high up there because it's so fucking clever Caesar crushing everybody under his big foot, leading us and bossing us around. Well, you know what? Brutus wasn't that bad of a guy, okay? Brutus has opinions too, so maybe we should just stab Caesar. Yeah. Everybody's like, okay, then. All righty then. Gretchen Wiener has cracked. That, but like I said, that I think uh, the writing for that was so fucking phenomenal. Yeah, Tina Fey's a good writer. I didn't say she wasn't. I'm not saying I didn't say she wasn't either, but I'm <laughs> saying Tina Fey's a good writer. Yeah. Like every time that someone asks me about Tina Fey, you can point to, you know, like SNL skits and stuff that she's done, which are cool and all. But mean girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Blew it out of the fucking water. Yeah. Like anytime someone says, Oh, what did Tina Fey write? Just go watch Mean Girls. Like, don't care about anything else, just go watch Mean Girls. Well, so we also need to talk about Rosalind Wiseman. I don't know what part she wrote or if they just co-wrote the whole thing like Mm -hmm. nut to butt in the same room like you know what i'm saying yeah but we also need to give her credit because she is credited as a writer for this movie and we don't definitively know who was what well it's like how um everybody credits tarantino with pulp fiction even though lawrence bender i think is his name binder lawrence lawrence bender i think is his name um co-wrote pulp fiction with him but no one gives him credit. Just like nobody gives her credit, it's Tina Fey. Yeah. Which I'm not taking away from anything. I'm thinking that they're both phenomenal. I like don't. if she was a if she was a co writer on this one, then whoever wrote this movie deserves a lot of praise because it is a very, very well written well Well written is it well written, little boy? <laughs> well written satirical common social commentary on high school. And I wouldn't even just say like high school girls. I would just say high school in general. Well, high school cliques. Yeah. Because even when she gives her the map and says, you know, where you sit in the cafeteria is very important. And then goes around the tables, these, um, the horny band geeks, the, what was it? Um, the weird Asians and then the cool Asians. I thought it was the smart Asians and the slutty Asians. Okay, that might have been I it. could be wrong. There was one group that they didn't like and then one group that was more likable. And then you have the plastics. Uh, but yeah, it just does stuff like that. It's, I'm it's a like, Barbie okay. girl in, in a Barbie world. Stop, we're going to get fucking copyright struck stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just played. We are going to get copyright struck though. We've been talking about Mean Girls this whole time. If anything, we'll right. copyright struck for that. Well, no, you won't get copy. We, we sang a song that is. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Two Idiots, One Podcast. I am one of the podcast idiots. I am Bailey, Um, as you guys probably know. We had an error. I am bad at my job, and I haven't been deleting things off of the SD card, so it filled up. So we lost probably like 10 minutes of recording, so I'm doing this as like a little little prologue intro thing for the second part of this episode since we're coming back in the last thing we ended with was i started singing barbie girl taylor jumped in i called him stupid and now we're here yeah because we had a whole discussion about copyright and me saying okay well i've been copywriting 
Mean Girls this whole time because I've been quoting the shit out of it. Yeah. And you're like, that's not how that works. And then I said something about, well, if I sing it. Yeah, exactly. So the last thing that for jerseys we're going to talk about is the overall message behind this movie because it's super positive and Taylor is really, 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 you okay there, bud? Yes. Taylor is really well versed on stuff like that. So I'm going to let my friend Taylor here take it away. What am I really well versed on? What? What am I really well versed on? The, The message behind this movie. Oh, yeah. So the message behind this movie is be yourself. Don't be fake. Like you don't have to pretend to be stupid to get someone's attention. If you're smart, show that you're smart. And we seek the attention of the popular people, but there's no reason to do that because we all just need to learn how to be ourselves and be comfortable with it. There are most of the flaws that you see, nobody else sees. Yeah, people are paying more attention to themselves than they are other people. 100%. And that's that's a pretty predominant thing with this movie is that everybody's kind of paying attention to what's going on with them, me, me, me. And it's not me and you. It's not you and I. We're having a conversation as opposed to I'm having a conversation. This is about me. Yeah. So yeah, be yourself. All of the flaws that you think don't define who you are. What really defines who you are is your personality over everything. No, not even that. It's how you treat people. Yeah, personality. Because if your personality is that of Regina where you have to constantly shit on everybody in order to make your life better because your life is miserable. There are lots of men who would pay good money for that. Uh, Probably, but that's not the point. If that is your personality, then it needs to change. Katie starts out with a very wholesome personality and then transforms into the thing that she doesn't like. If If you are around people long enough, you will mold into them. Birds of a feather flock together. I mean, she was around them, what started out as a joke, turned into her whole entire personality because she wanted to be accepted, which we still do that too. There's a message for adults. Bowling for Soup once said, high school never ends. They was right. I'm not going to sing that because you'll be going to fucking copyright. I'm just saying, dog. Just I'm saying that we're going to copyright, stricken with it. Yeah, dude. We could get pulled off Spotify. Well, <laughs> probably. The song is on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. No, the overall message of this movie is really good. I think that it ending the way that it does on that positive note, showing that everybody did their own thing, sort of. Gretchen basically found another click, though, is what ended up happening. And I think that when you break it down like that, we all still do that in society. We all still have our clicks, like even as adults, right? Well, your friend group is generally just your clique, or if you become friends with the people you work with, that becomes your clique. Yeah, you get your clique at work. I don't like everybody, but I really like this person, so Mean Girls is life. But it doesn't have to be life. But yeah, the overall message is really good, and I hope that if you have not seen this movie, or if you have seen this movie and want a refresher on it because you've listened to this and you're like, oh, I haven't seen that. It's been 19 years. <laughs> I think that you need to go out and see it. Absolutely. And um, it's streaming in a few places. You can see it on Peacock right now for free. Oh, I found it on Paramount Plus. Yeah, but that costs mother and money, bruh. So does Peacock. Peacock is for free. 
No, it's not. You got to pay a subscription for that. Oh shit! No, I'm. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's not Peacock. One second. Let me. Let me look. You're talking about Tubi. No. Pluto. Pluto. Yes. 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 That is the one, and it's for free on Pluto. Thank you for uh, for reminding me that Peacock has been a paid subscription service since June of 2023. You're welcome. But Pluto. How did TV, you know June of 2023? Because I Googled it. Oh. Not just now, but it's something that I've looked up because I tried to watch Peacock. Because that was so fucking accurate. Like, I know. Spot on. I know. It was like June 16th or something. Is this like your self-checkout thing where you went down the rabbit hole? No. <laughs> Not quite. But no, I am... Um, when I saw that Mean Girls was streaming on Pluto TV, I thought it said Peacock TV the first time. So I tried to find it on Peacock. Okay. And when I got into Peacock, it wanted me to sign into my account. And I was like, I can sign into my account. How are you in AP classes again? Uh, because I'm not smart. The standards are too low. Damn. <laughs> that was deep. Okay. That really hurts some people's feelings when I say it, and I don't mean it to be offensive. That's how you know Bailey's actually intelligent. What do you mean? <laughs> That's a whole different podcast topic. I don't understand what you mean. No, it's something an intelligent person would say. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think the average person can get into AP classes. I Their think... advanced placement is what it stands for, right? You have to be smarter than the average person to get in this class. Wrong. I wish I had the uh I wish I had the soundboard right now because there's a uh, sound bite of Trump going wrong. <laughs> wrong. And I would have just fucking clicked that shit. Because no, to get into A P classes you don't have to be overly intelligent or whatever. You just have to apply effort. No. Yes. The amount of effort applied might be slightly higher, but A P classes aren't hard. Okay, I want to test this theory out. I'm going to find a random high schooler and convince them to take AP classes. If their school will let them, they'll do fine if they try. No. I think you're wrong on that one. I think that in order for it to be AP, no. Bro, I promise you, they're not any harder than the regular classes. They just have a fancy name and give you more homework. I think, yeah, they're way harder. I took AP English in junior year, and I didn't take it senior year because of the amount of work that I would have to do, and I was like, I want my senior year to be easy. So I took English 4 or whatever it was, and that was stupidly easy. Don't get me wrong. But I felt like the AP class was a normal class. Yeah. Yeah, that shows intelligence. I don't think that you can take... A random... Okay, so for any of our listeners that have taken AP classes, what's your opinion on it? Or if you've never taken AP classes and you thought about taking AP classes, why did you not? Let us know at 2idiots1podcast2022 at gmail.com. I love that you're plugging the email now because that's usually me. Yeah, I know. We thought we would switch it up. up. It's Saturday. We switch things up on Saturdays. Does that mean I get to be in charge today? But you're never in charge. I thought we were switching it up. Yeah, except for that. The rules aren't real. (laughs) The rules are only real when they benefit me. Uh, You need to leave our table. My table. (laughs) I love it. I love this movie. It's fun. This is a fun movie. If you haven't seen it, go out and see it again. 
or see it if you have seen it go out and see it again anybody that's never seen it i still don't understand how you have not seen it um but you do have to be a certain age to watch this movie if you're listening to this and you're like nine don't watch it dude so we have this rated as like a mature podcast so if there is a nine-year-old listening to it give your parents my number because they have fucking failed you (laughs) well if they're if the parents are that shitty dude that means I could probably get in there. <laughs> I could probably complete the quest because they clearly don't give a shit about their kids. So and with they might that, not give a shit about anything else. And with that, this has been two idiots, <laughs> one podcast. And I'm just joking. I mean, Bailey. I'm Bailey. Okay. <laughs> Cut you through that. Another, I'm just joking. It was a joke. It was a joke. So this has been two idiots, one podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. In three. (laughs) (laughs) Can we leave that at the end? Uh. All right. In three. (laughs) Fuck you. Uh. (laughs) I can't even fucking do it. Uh, I'm so glad we don't live stream this shit. I would do that on the live stream. Oh, I know you wouldn't. People would be like, where's that in the podcast? Oh, it's Uh. at the end. This is a, this is a live stream exclusive. <laughs>